Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 152 of Weekly Poker Hand. Today, we get King-Queen Offsuit playing 75-150 with a 30,000 chip sack early in a tournament, and I elect to raise from the cutoff. This seems perfectly fine to me. A splashy guy in the small blind calls, which is great. You're always happy when your opponents call from out of position, especially when they call from the small blind when you have a hand like King-Queen or Ace-Jack exactly, because very often you are going to dominate your opponent's calling range. Uh, flop comes Ace-Queen-8. He checks, and I bet 400 into the 950 pots. If I was playing this hand today, I would almost certainly check behind. I have definitely started to check back with most of my marginal made hands and value bet with my best hands and then bluff with my draws. But with King-Queen, when I bet and get called, I'm usually going to be against a hand like an Ace, which of course the small blind player could easily have, or a Queen, which I block, right? So the Queens are somewhat unlikely. Or he could have an eight or even one of the draws, but a lot of the draws are pretty junky and will just fold to an additional bet anyway. So I definitely like checking behind on the flop with the intention of calling on the turn and the river. If you told me this player is very splashy, which my exact opponent is labeled splashy, that's going to make me more inclined to value bet thinner. So I talk about this a lot in my book. I'm not sure if it's out by the time of this that this podcast was released yet or not. Mastering Small Stakes No Limit Hold'em, where... Normally, I just want to play my range as I just outlined, but against someone who is sort of a calling station, I want to instead value bet with my best hands and my marginal made hands, and then also I want to bet my draws, and then I just want to check my junk. So I'm really just checking purely to give up versus a calling station. And I think that's fine. It's obviously really exploitable if my opponent knows what I'm doing, but your opponent doesn't know what you're doing. He's just playing as a calling station, right? And um, you can bet hands like king-queen because you know your opponent's going to call with pocket sixes. If your opponent's going to call your flop bet on ace-queen eight with pocket sixes or you know, just a bunch of junk like jack-nine or something like that, then you certainly want to be betting with king-queen for value. So I could see betting here if you have a reason for it. Just don't bet here every single time blindly. So check, bet, call. Turns of four, I would now again like a check. But again, if, if I think my opponent's a super calling station, I could very easily bet again on the turn. While I think the flop bet is defensible in general, a turn bet I think would be very optimistic. I would really have to know without a doubt that my opponent's just a big calling station. And yeah, maybe we know that, maybe we don't, but I do check behind. River's a king. I have two pair now. My opponent bets 400 into the 1700 pot. And when you see a bet like that, a very small bet, that's almost always a sign of marginal strength. So what hands have marginal strength on ace-queen-8 for king? Well, this is going to be hands like king-jack, queen-jack, ace-2, uh, a bunch of one-pair hands. So if my opponent has a one-pair hand and I have king-queen for river two-pair, I certainly want to raise for value. So I do raise. I make it 2,000. This may be a little bit big, but if you, again, you, if, I, if you were to tell me the opponent is splashy, you can typically make larger raises because your opponent knows before you even raise if he's going to call a raise or if he's not. And if he's not, there's really no raise size you can make besides maybe a min raise, but min raise really lets a lot of players off the hook that um, could possibly get called. So for that reason, you typically want to go a little bit on the larger side. And this isn't even a large bet. I think a lot of people think, well, they're, they're not thinking. A lot of people follow a rule of raising to three times whatever your opponent bets. And here my opponent bet 400, so they'll make it 1,200. But really, you typically want to be raising in proportion to the pot. And the pot was 1,700 plus my opponent's 400. 
plus my 400 call. So the pot would have ballooned up to about 2,500 and I'm only raising 1,600 on top. So it's actually just a two thirds pot bet. And a, a two thirds pot bet is not actually that large. So I like this play. I definitely think we can go for value here. If my opponent instead bet something like 1,500 on the river or maybe even 1,400 on the river, I probably would have just called fearing I'm against a hand like ace four or ace eight. But even then, I don't think raising would be out of the question, especially if you think your opponent is splashy and will call with a lot of inferior hands like, well, queen four or king eight or king four that randomly floated the flop. And if your opponent could have more of this these junky hands in his preflop calling range, that should make you more inclined to raise. Uh, even then, though, splashy players, well, I guess I should say players in the small blind, even if they are splashy, typically aren't calling with stuff like king four. So usually it's just going to be a range of big cards. And, you know, we, we still do beat all the big cards on this board for the most part. So I like this 2,000 raise. If my opponent re-raises to any amount, I'm just going to fold. But this is a very nice scenario to raise for value. And sure enough, we do get called. So this worked out about as well as it could possibly be, as well as it, as well as it possibly could work out. Um, so that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. We discussed uh, the topic in this video of how to exploit calling stations. And if you are into learning about how to exploit your opponents, definitely check out my newest book, Mastering Small Stakes, No Limit Hold'em. Even if you do play middle or high stakes, I promise you're probably going to get a lot out of the book. It's over 500 pages of in-depth range analysis and discussing how to adjust from what is a you know default fundamentally sound strategy to exploit the mistakes your opponents are making. And that's really what you need to do to win at all forms of poker. So check that out. It's called Mastering Small Stakes, No Limit Hold'em. You can find that at jonathanlowpoker.com slash books. And um, that's going to be it for this episode. Be sure to check back next week as we approach three years of weekly poker hand. Thanks for watching.